new camera! Hi everyone, welcome back to Starting From The Pits. I'm back with a new camera, if anybody's watching on YouTube. Apologies for that last week, my iPad died on me. However, we have a camera, we have a proper setup. We're official now. We have a lot to talk about. We had a race this weekend, finally. We had Azerbaijan and it was, it was a race. <laughs> There's stuff to talk about, however, it wasn't exactly the most exciting races. But, let's get into it. So, got notes on my phone. You know me, I love a good good note. But yeah, we're on the third episode now. Crazy. Big thank you for joining me. Um, however, before we jump into the race, let's just have a little catch up. So the qualifying was on Friday due to the new layout with the sprint being on on a Saturday. So I didn't actually get to watch that because I was working. So I feel like that's something that F1 needs to sort out because they're not going to get many views on a Friday. I didn't until I started working full time, I didn't really fully consider the commitment you have to make to Formula 1. So yeah, I didn't get to watch qualifying on on Friday, which obviously I was good about, with Charles getting pole. But I managed to watch his lap and everything, so that did the job. Um, Saturday, I was actually at the British Superbikes at Alton Park, which was really exciting. I got to go there with my work, because we have a sponsored rider in the F900R Cup. And it was a really good day, it was great to see different bikes and I had no idea what was going on, I'll be honest. If I had more of an idea, I think I'd enjoyed it more, but it was just nice to be around the bikes and just something different for an afternoon or so, so that was really enjoyable. However, yeah, I did miss the sprint quality and the sprint, but I managed to catch up on the sprint highlights when I got back home. So I managed to get hold of that. Not that I can, it's jumping out of my head that was specifically memorable about the sprint, but um, oh my god! forgot to talk about George and Max. When was that? Was that the sprint? Let me just... George and Max sprint? Probably. It was a sprint race. That was dramatic. That was... I can't work out whose side I'm on here. I think I'm on George's side because at the end of the day he did... he was on the inside and as he has said in karting and wherever if you were on the inside it's your corner. However, Max was further ahead on the corner so I'm not really sure but that little between them two, that was spicy. And then Lando chipping in at me and just like, yeah, I'm excited to see the drama. He is me, he is us. We can all relate to that. We were all definitely <laughs> in on the drama on that one. That was really good. Um, but the sprint itself, I have nothing really else to report on, to be honest, that was the most dramatic it got. The F1 Academy also launched this weekend, which if you didn't see on TikTok, I did a little rundown of how it was gonna work, what the layout was for it, and to be honest, a bit annoyed because like if Formula One wants to make females driving more accessible make the layout a bit simpler I was reading it out and I was trying to explain it to you guys on TikTok and I was just so confused there was so many like Quali 1 was for race 1 and Quali 2 was for race 3 but then the grid for race 2 was set by the reverse grid of the top 8 of Quali 1 make it make sense because <laughs> even I'm thinking that was wrong but I think it's right but anyway that was the, the first one was this weekend, it was at the Red Bull Ring um, and sadly nobody got to see it live, we just got highlights on like Instagram stories, brilliant. Um, even though the full like documenting team was, documenting team? Broadcasting team was there, like there was professional cameras going around and everything, I just don't understand why they couldn't have broadcasted it properly but anyway, we got to see um, Marta Garcia, I think that's how you pronounce her name. I'm really sorry if it's not, but she took the first win of the season with Prima Racing, so shout out to her because that was great race. Now on to the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. So obviously that was last weekend and we've been waiting a hell of a long time for this one. <laughs> 
we have been waiting. Um, it's been about a month since the last race, or what feels like a month, probably was about a month. Um, so yeah, I sat as excited as ever, sat thinking, Charles is on pole, this could be a really good race for Ferrari. Within the first few laps, Max and Checo had overtaken him. So I was like, okay, every Ferrari fan's heart was shattering in the distance. So I was like, okay, we've just got to hold out. <laughs> Maybe we can do something with the strategy. Not that that's ever proven any good luck to any Ferrari fan. Maybe not. Nick DeVries then had a little little kiss with the wall, didn't he? Um, and unfortunately that led to a yellow flag and then the safety car was deployed. Um, but just before the safety car was deployed, Max had gone into the pits, which this played very nicely into Checo's strategy because then Checo came in and got a free pit stop. That meant that Max had dropped back about three places and he was in like third now from the lead. That would be two places, but whatever. Um, and then Checo was in the lead, he came out in the lead and I was like, get it King, I love Checo, he's like such an underdog for me, like he was nearly out of the seat, the whole world was crumbling at his feet, and then Rebel were like, have this. And then they let but be the second driver. <laughs> you are not getting the privileges Max gets. And then he just goes out there and does shit like that and it's just like, oh yes, thank you. So yeah, Max came into the pits, Perez went into the pits and rejoined um, and was in the lead. Then obviously Max was then in third place and he was behind Charles, flew straight past him. That was a little bit embarrassing at the speed that he went past, <laughs> I'll be honest. So yeah, the gap between the Red Bulls and the rest of the pack was just, it was at like 17 seconds at one point I'm sure and it was just like, how have they got this speed? I don't understand how it is. I, I think either, <laughs> I won't say it, but something illegal is on the car, it's not. Don't create rumours from that. There's nothing illegal on the car, but if something illegal is on the car or they're just going to burn out mid-season, like the car's just going to go so well for the first half and the second half is just going to be like, not today. Um, so after that safety car restart from Nick, because of Nick, um, George didn't have the best of restarts. He said that himself. I can't remember what his exact words were, but he said it wasn't, but he was like, sorry guys, did shit job there. Um, so then he finished at P8 which was just in front of Lando, so that was really good for Lando, he's managed to get something out of that McLaren and he managed to get in the points and that was really good. Oscar wasn't too far behind him, I think he was just out of the points um, and given that he was so sick, what do they feed these McLaren drivers because I swear to god they're all ill constantly with some sort of food poisoning or something but um, Oscar was not feeling his greatest, so I think considering the circumstances, he did really well. The midfield was like relatively average. I think because if there's nothing really going on with them, there's not a lot of coverage for them on TV, so it's just a bit like, oh, what's going on here? There was some nice racing between Alonso. Oh my god, Alonso's moving on to chat on. Carlos at the start. I think it was near the start anyway. I was just like an incredible move like on Was it like turn six or something and nobody ever overtakes there? And I was like fair play. It's a shame it had to be on Carlos, but fair play Alonso. And then Alonso and Charles between towards the end like there was some good racing between them two. They kept it relatively uh, What's the word? Respectful. There was no there was no qualms with them, but it was nice racing between them It's just a shame that there weren't any more laps for Alonso to get moved on but they, um, that was some nice racing between them. But yeah, the midfield, I think because there's not a lot happening there really, there's there's not much coverage of it. So unfortunately we don't really get to see much of like Alpine and that lot, which was a bit, mm. but. Checo did have, I think there was a lot going on in the pits this 
race because obviously then there was there was a safety car and there was a few other things but Checo had like a really close call to having an unsafe release I can't remember who it was that was coming into the pits I think no I think it was Charles Charles was coming into the pits but then Checo literally just like let me try and demonstrate this he was like he was coming in and then Checo just went like straight out in front of him and Charles locked up but I don't think it was close enough to warrant a penalty which that would have really that would have really shaken things up if he did get a penalty to be fair but um yeah I don't think they looked into it either that was a very risky strategic move from the Red Bull team or somebody just didn't quite look around them to give the all clear yeah that was that was a pretty risky one could have had very bad implications for Checo there. Can I just say, last episode, I predicted that Checo was going to win the race because I said he's good with tyre management and he's good with street circuits and he's good with straight line speed. Sorry, who won? Checo won. King of the streets. I am buzzing with that little... Maybe it's my like thing now. Whoever I say is going to win, they're going to win. So we'll get on to that. Um, but yeah, I am very proud of myself for that little prediction. I feel like if I predict correctly, that means I know a little bit of what I'm doing. A little bit of what I'm talking about, do you know what I mean? So, that's good. Um, back to the race. Chaos. Absolute shambles, <laughs> as the Sky Sports presenters were saying. It was shambles. Shambolic. That what happened in the pits with Ocon. So, this was a new little, like, um, rule that I didn't know about. So, every driver has to take one mandatory pit stop. Which, to be fair, it's pretty impressive that Ocon didn't have to pit until the very last lap. Like, well done to him for them that tyre management. But yeah, I didn't know that they had to take a mandatory pit stop, otherwise they get disqualified. So that's a new rule that I learned this week. Um, and basically Ocon pitted on the very last lap, but obviously people were coming to, coming to come across the finish line. So people were getting excited, photographers were running over, media people running over to the finish line at the end of the pits. And then there was literally just this like wave of people at the start of the pits and then Ocon coming in and they all had to go like vroom, otherwise like Ocon was going to become a mass murderer that weekend, he was going to run people over. Um, so hopefully, I think that was just very bad management on everybody then to be honest. They could have said like, I think there should be a rule in place that until there's like a definitive finisher, everybody's finished, everything that they need to do, nobody can go into the pits. That, I think they've mentioned that they've sorted that out, they've sort of got a rule in place now to stop that from happening again, but regardless, it shouldn't have happened in the first place. But, yeah, that was, that was like, possibly the most exciting thing that happened that race. Um, but I don't understand why they pitted him so late, to be honest, like, surely if they'd have done it, because he, he was in, he was in the points. If he was like, P16, I understand. Like, oh, there's nothing to lose, let's try and, let's just, we, let's just do what we need to do. Pit him a bit earlier, then he's on fresher tyres and he can get back up to P10. I don't understand what the thought process was, or whatever he was in. Because he dropped down to P15 and he was out of the points then, so I'm not quite sure what the thought process was with that one. So yeah, that was Azerbaijan. We are now heading over to Miami. I feel like I'm, like, travelling the world without travelling the world. <laughs> So now that's over, let's talk the next race. So next weekend is Miami. This is a normal layout. There's no sprint involved. Quali is on Saturday. We've got free practice one, two, and three. Crazy. And the race is on Sunday. Um, oh my God. It's the coronation 
and quali on Saturday. What a time to be alive. <laughs> I am by no means a royalist, however I'm really excited for all these like royal events that are coming up. Don't know why, but um yeah, so to have the race and the coronation on the same weekend, what a time what a momentous occasion. The Miami Grand Prix for me as well is later on in the evening, so it's not gonna collide with anything. I can sit down on the sofa with a good snack and a cup of tea and I can watch the race and I can just go to bed. It's gonna be beautiful. Um so yeah, here's some here's my little facts. I feel like I'd have a theme song for that. So it debuted last year. Last year was the first time I went to Miami and Lord knows there was conversations happening around it. So last year there was the marina and the marina was filled with boats, obviously, and fake water. There was no water in the marina. So that was that was an interesting one. However, I believe, and I've seen pictures, that there is actual water in them this year and not because it rains so hard, but there's actual blue water and there's boats on the water. So the superficial level is, is weaning off a little bit. Expect to see celebrities. Miami's gonna be a big one for the celebs, I reckon, because I think people in Miami, like, this is like the Coachella of Formula One. <laughs> Genuinely, the amount of influences and people you go see that go in there, it's just like, what? I never would have ever thought that some of the people that go to the Miami Grand Prix would even have an interest in Formula One. I'm not even convinced that they have an interest in Formula One. They just see, like, this one, Big event that so many people are going to and they're like heck yeah let's go there let's go um so yeah i am fully convinced that it's the coachella of formula one in fact that's what i'm going to nickname it from now it's going to be known as the coachella of formula one anyways back to the facts so this track is 5.412 kilometers long with 19 corners it has been built to be the fastest street track ever on the earth um so again, copy all good Marco Will Rebel let him have, have that again though? Who knows? There's only six points between him and Max, so could get spicy. Could I would absolutely love for Max no for Checo to pull a Nico. Imagine if he just ignores team orders, gets that world championship, retires, then we get Daniel back. What a king that would be. Anyway, Max was the first winner here. Um, and the Red Bulls were Red Bulling that weekend, they were fast. Um, well, Max's Red Bull was anyway, because Carlos and Charles were on the podium last time. Again, Max sailed straight past them, so that was great. Um, yeah, like I said, it's been designed to be one of the fastest street circuits in the world, and Charles has the fastest lap here when he was qualifying, and it was with a 1 minute 28.769 seconds. Um, so yeah, on to predictions. I've written here, I'm just going to say it, Checo will win. So, maybe Checo will win. As I said, will Red Bull let that happen? Who knows, but he's the king of the streets as we now know him. I love that he's got that nickname. I saw somebody tweeted something like, Checo was king of the streets when he cheated on his wife, and I was like, that's a um, bold statement. But um, I don't, I don't think he, I don't think it ever came out that he actually did or not. But we won't get into that today. Um, so yeah, I predicted his win last week. I'm gonna predict predict it again this week. I think somebody mentioned. Well, we'll get onto your predictions in a sec. But I think we could see a very similar podium to Baku. To be honest, it's a similar kind of circuit. It's meant for being fast. It's a street circuit. The Red Bulls clearly do very well here. 
at that kind of track. So I think it's going to be between the Red Bulls and then there's going to be a massive gap and then there'll be either the Aston Martins or the Ferraris somewhere. Um, I think, yeah, I don't think the Mercedes are quite there just yet. I don't think, I know Toto said they're going to close the gap this year, but they're just not quite, just little things just need tweaking, I think, and then they'll be on it, but I just don't think they're quite there just yet. So yeah, I think I would love to see a Carlos podium, however, I think it's more likely to be Charles or Alonso, potentially. So yeah, that could, that's my predictions for the weekend. The midfield teams, I don't really know. It's hard to predict them because they all sort of just end up merging into one. I feel like Bottas is having a chitter of a season, I'll be honest. I don't know, he's just not, either he's just not getting much screen time or it's just not all going great. Like, the Alfa Romeos are just pretty, mm, it's not exciting to watch them. Um, McLarens, they could do well. Hopefully Oscar's feeling a bit better. And as I said earlier, Lando somehow found some pace in that McLaren. So that could be quite a good weekend for them. I don't think we're going to see any crop top basketball tops this season um, with James Corden. So <laughs> maybe we'll leave that one out. Um, so yeah, hopefully they can continue that pace into Miami. Okay, so let's head into your predictions for this weekend. I quickly asked you guys before I sat down and filmed this for your predictions, so let's have a little look. Can I say I really appreciate how active everybody is and engaged with everything that I put on social media. Like, if I ask for something, you guys give it, <laughs> and it's great. So, let's see. Somebody put, as an American, I would love to see Sergeant get points, but I'm gonna say Max Lewis Charles. Ooh, yeah, obviously it's Logan's home, re home race. I don't actually know where Logan's from, but it's, in America, so it's his home race. Um, so yeah, that'd be nice to see some points. I think he was doing pretty well. Did he do well this weekend? Let's just let's just fact check. Um, Alex was doing really well. I think he was like, didn't he qualify really well for something? I was like, sorry, Williams, and they were on like the same um, row as the Mercedes, and I was like, go go on, guys. Whatever whatever's happening is working for you guys. But okay, Sergeant was sixteenth. Yeah, ignore that. Maybe he could get points. It'd be a great weekend if he got points. Um, somebody said they want it to be slightly less boring than last year. I don't remember last year, to be honest. This is this is what I mean. I've said this before. My memory is horrific. If I don't write notes, I don't remember any of it. So I'm just going to take your word for it and say that let's hope it... Oh, yeah, I do remember, actually. People were just like, all this hype and it's just a crap race. So, yeah, let's hope it's got a bit more to it than last year. Ferrari with two places on the podium. That'd be nice. Imagine just like Checo, Charles, Carlos. <laughs> that always reminds me, I've just said that, that reminds me of that video of people being like, yeah, Carlos, P3. And he's like, why P3? Why not P1? Um, Verstappen and Checo take each other out and Christian Horner goes into hiding. <laughs> I genuinely thought we were going to see Baku, was it like 2018 or whatever when Max and Daniel took each other out. I thought we were going to be seeing that again. Max was just going to get sick of Chaco and just be like, I'm having you, sorry. Um, so yeah, that could, imagine. That could be interesting. Max first, Chaco second, third Alonso, fourth Charles. I think that's quite a strong contender. Somebody also said, Chaco, Charles, Fernando, Max, DNF. And then I messaged her afterwards. And she said, well, he's got, a fin he's got to have a DNF at some point. <laughs> That'd be great. I agree. Um, Max could DNF. Like I said, the longevity of the Red Bulls, we don't know what that is. They could be going hell for leather right now. And then halfway through the season, it's like, mm, no, sorry. As we all know, during the race, Twitter comes 
alive. Like if you need to know something, Twitter is already there five minutes before it even happens. So I thought a nice way to end um, this episode would be to do like a tweet of the race. Almost like a, a social media winner. So you can follow me over on um, Twitter. It'll be starting from the Pits podcast. I think it is. It's SFTP podcast underscore. That's the Twitter handle. But you can probably just search for starting from the Pits and it'll come up. And I've just sort of gone through the hashtag for Azerbaijan. But if you ever feel like you want to get featured in the tweet of the race, by all means tag me in your tweets. Um, or put hashtag SFTP um, and I'll be able to see it. So yeah, this week it comes from Ham X NDA. I just sort of went through them and whichever one made me laugh the most, this is the one that I picked. So they put POV, you're watching the Azerbaijan Grand Prix and it's only seven laps in and it was a gif of Kelly PK yawning. I don't know why that made me laugh so much, but it just the it, it made sense. Like it was a very slow burner of a race. Unless the cameras were like focused in on a certain people following each other and having a bit of a race, it was pretty much an average race to be honest um, and there was other than Ocon nearly wiping out 10 people nothing much really happened after that it was the I think the commentators on Sky made it a lot worse because I watched the highlights later on on channel 4 with my mum and the whole thing they showed her I was like you need to be seeing this everybody was screaming at this and they're like this is shambles I can't believe it and all that so just, that was my um, <laughs> commentator impression so yeah sadly that is the end of this episode I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know if you did and don't forget to leave a rating on the podcast and let me know. You can either DM me on Instagram, TikTok, whatever you want. Let me know if you enjoyed it. If there's anything you feel I missed out, I am more than happy to keep learning and go over things multiple times. If there's anything you felt like you were watching the race and you're like, what the hell does that mean? Let me know. I can give you an explanation on the next episode and yeah, I hope you enjoyed my little rundown. I hope I was able to give some give interesting enough interesting enough opinions. So yeah, I will see you next week in Miami. Bye.